to the first episode of PHM in Your Practice, the podcast where we explore population health management from a radiology perspective. I'm your host, Chris Hobson, and I'm joined today by Dr. Syed Zaidi. Dr. Zaidi is Vice President, Clinical Operations and Growth at Radiology Partners, a national on-site radiology practice that operates in 24 states. Dr. Zaidi is also the chair of the Population Health Management Committee of ACR's Patient and Family-Centered Care Commission. Dr. Zaidi, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Yes, thanks, Chris. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here with you. Um, let's start by briefly discussing your position with, with radiology partners uh, for everyone listening out there. Yes, so uh, I've had a, a significant career in radiology. I've been in private practice for over 10 years, uh, predominantly in Ohio, uh, and have been um, working with radiology partners for over four years now uh, as their vice president of clinical operations and growth, and have led uh, a lot of clinical initiatives for them, uh, as well as uh, growth with new uh, practice partnerships and new sales sites, uh, hospital contracts. So I've seen the breadth of uh, private practice and now with a national uh, radiology private practice. Now, I think it might be helpful to just for some context to to provide a concise definition of population health management. Um, do you have a favorite uh, uh, definition for population health management as it relates to radiology? Yes. You know, I think um, radiology is not often thought of uh, being valued in population health management. Um, you know, sometimes we are looked at uh, as uh, an extra cost that simply has to be managed uh, on the margins. But I think if you if you look at population health management as a comprehensive approach to uncovering gaps in care and then filling those gaps. So you have to look at the whole continuum of care from screening and preventive care to providing acute care in hospitals and then managing chronic disease that people develop, you know, in their older age, elderly. Uh, and that way, if we can uncover those gaps in care and fill those gaps, we can improve outcomes, align our physicians uh, with the patients, coordinate care, and provide high-value care. It's interesting. Now, we're in a whole new era now of COVID-19, and, you know, the term population health management implies intent in delivering services across a group of patients in, in a certain physician's care or a group's care. In this, uh, the COVID era presents additional challenges on top of that for those with chronic conditions as well as cancer. Um, how, how, in your view, can radiology practices manage care for these patients and ensure they receive appropriate screening and follow-up, especially given the uh, completely new set of circumstances we're in? Yes. Uh, you know, I think radiology practices and radiologists, whether they're in private practice or hospitals, we're stepping up to um, be, you know, proactive in putting the patient first, right? So we have cut back on screening. We're complying with the social distancing practices, obviously. Um, outpatient imaging has been cut back, but yet we're still available in 
the hospital setting uh, as interventionalists uh, working uh, on providing care to patients, whether they have COVID or not. So coming out of, uh, so, so currently, you know, everything has kind of come to a standstill as far as uh, outpatient imaging and screening efforts. So we have to keep those patients in mind and be ready that as different parts of the country reopen uh, and and then there can be this ebb and flow where some parts of the country may suffer an outbreak and then you have to close up again and you know stay at home orders social distancing orders so we have to make sure that we stay on top of patients who need these follow-up studies whether they have cancer or other chronic diseases and having good collaboration with the referring physicians and the health system to make sure that these patients don't fall through the cracks you know make sure that we are making them feel safe to come back to get their imaging when the local uh, you know government allows them to do that so there's there's a lot that can be done even while uh, some of the work that we do uh, has been cut back, but we can build some community outreach strategies, population health management infrastructure, build some care coordination strategies, and work on, for example, lung screening programs uh, or some uh, screening mammography outreach for when the facilities reopen and we can uh, we can make sure that patients come back for the care that they need. That's so important. And, and right at the top of the episode, you talked about how, bef how before joining Rad Partners, you were a practice leader in a small town setting. And now with your current work, you, you do um, collaborate you know, with a range of practice types. Drawing from that wide gamut of experience, uh, can you relate any real world stories about how practices, you know, large and small, are dealing with this public health crisis and provide maybe some PHMs, a strategy or two that might help? Uh, you, you just alluded to that a little bit with follow-up, um, but uh, could you expand on that a little bit and, and, and particularly with the specific circumstances going forward? Wherever there are uh, significant uh, COVID uh, outbreaks in particular in hospitals, you know, you have radiologists, interventional radiologists and others who are providing care. So, for example, we have a practice in New York, actually in a hotspot in Long Island where we have interventionists and other radiologists who are still in-house and the hospital has been very busy, as you can imagine, as you have seen on the news in managing patients with COVID. Uh, so we're getting, um, you know, a lot of personal experience in this and, and I've uh, seen and heard those stories uh, myself um, of uh, what the docs are going through and the patients are going through. So it's it's something that we have to be sensitive to as we are managing through this and making sure that patients feel safe in coming back to ambulatory imaging and you know engaging with the community, keeping lines of communication open, and having some protocols in place uh, for keeping them safe, so, uh, such as having 
PPE and masks available for patients, you know, having social distancing in the waiting rooms, and getting creative where we can with uh, mobile registration and making sure that they only have to come in the hospital when they really need it. Just wondering, um, just hearing you talk, um, is there... Do you think there's a role for population health management or maybe as a lens to look into this as far as you were just talking about um, some strategies for ensuring that patients feel comfortable coming back into the medical setting to be imaged? Um, in letting them know and letting patients know within your community um, that it's safe to do so. It's, I mean, I think you can have as many uh, measures in place as you want to, to ensure their safety, but if they don't know those uh, steps have been taken, um, it, they're kind of worthless. So, I mean, is there is there a way of thinking about this from a population standpoint as far as, uh, you know, communication, as far as getting the word out, uh, knowing uh, where people are, as, uh, maybe whether it's texting, whether it's email, whether it's social media. Uh, could you speak a little, just a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I think um, actually I saw recently uh, ACR just put together an informal survey of what some practices are doing to engage with their patients when they're reopening. And I think using multiple lines of communication to uh, message to them that it that they should feel safe uh, in coming back to the hospital and imaging facility. So for example, they can engage with them on Facebook, on social media, you know, um, having signs outside the hospital, you know, if uh, there are um, more and more mobile apps like MyChart and, and other hospital apps where you can send them messages, you can text to patients, you know, if they've given that permission. Certainly, if someone's made an appointment, then being proactive with uh, a phone call to them. And making sure that uh, whatever concerns that they do have, that those are addressed. You know, I think as the patient arrives and as they leave, checking in with them. Just a simple, you know, um, that thank you for coming, but also what else could we have done better? You know, a simple question like what, how, can, how else can we improve? What more could we have done to help you today? Uh, I think we would be surprised as to how people answer that um, because a lot of people don't even expect to be asked that uh, when they come to a hospital. So I think uh, even the asking that question goes a long way. Um, for those smaller rural independent practices, private practices uh, that are already operating on a tight margin as it is, um, so, so a good portion of those are probably at this point, in, uh, whether or not they've gotten a small business loan, PPP loan through the government, still in, a little bit in jeopardy of closing, if, if the, uh, depending on how long this all lasts. Um, do you worry about the effect this epidemic will have on access for underserved populations, uh, you know, that are served by these small rural independent practices, uh, given that ensuring, and, and really particularly uh, from the standpoint that ensuring healthcare access to all citizens is a pillar of popu population health management? Yes, exactly. I think that this is definitely a concern. Uh, you know, some small and rural practices and imaging centers may not be able to survive this crisis if volumes stay depressed for many more months. So there are 
already many underserved rural markets, and this crisis will most likely exacerbate that issue. And when um, local practices are closing down and smaller hospitals are also closing down, then this will lead to further hospital consolidation. And patients will then have to rely on the remaining hospitals and larger facilities, which may be located farther away, which will restrict access. So patients will have to travel farther to get their care. So it's it's definitely concerning that this could be a significant um, trend that lasts for the next couple of years. I can even see, uh, foresee, and I think some people are starting to talk about this, that there may need to be government intervention in some of these rural areas just to set up sort of a VA-like clinics, you know, government-administered health clinics, so that patients can get some access, you know, or some basic ER facilities, basic hospital facilities, rather than relying on the current, you know, system that we have of uh, community-run hospitals or for-profit facilities. So there's a lot more that uh, can happen on this front, unfortunately. Um, so I, I guess in that same line of questioning is, are there any business strategies uh, that radiologists uh, practicing in a small rural independent uh, setting can deploy uh, to maintain their viability and continue their crucial role in these communities during these extenuating circumstances? You know, we should partner with our local health systems and insurers uh, to invest in population health management infrastructure work with our local ACOs, uh, invest in care coordination, so that then when the patients are ready to come back, uh, and also looking long-term, because we have obviously seen that there can be shocks to our system that are unanticipated, so why not take the opportunity to figure out systems of care coordination and population health management so that we can manage the health of the population uh, and bring high value, right? So we want to avoid excess utilization. We want to improve outcomes and have reimbursement models where these improved outcomes are valued and our leadership and management efforts are valued. Uh, and so in the reset that takes place in the next 12 to 18 months, radiology groups and other physician, also, uh, physician groups as well, can survive and thrive uh, and be the beneficiaries of the uh, healthcare uh, reset that's happening. You know, even if there's still mild depression, um, you know, or recession in the economy, uh, even in that, we can we can survive uh, and thrive by being engaged partners in our community and with our uh, health systems and local insurance. That's a great place to leave it. Thank you so much, Dr. Zaidi, for being our first guest on PHM in your practice. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I appreciate your time and the opportunity from the ACR to share my views. And it's an honor to be uh, chair of the ACR Population Health Management uh, Committee, working with you and our ACR staff. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners. This has been PHM in your practice.